0: Welcome to episode 327 of No Crying in Baseball, the the parade's over, fire up the hot stove episode. My name's Patty. I'm here with the birthday girl and my hey. friend Potty Mouth. Happy birthday, Potty Mouth. Thank
1: you. Thank you. You sounded very sultry in the opening there. I'm wondering, was it one of your... Like, You've been drinking. Oh, yep. I, of course I sound sultry. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Like, I'm the one who's been drinking, but you're the one who sounded sultry.
0: It's like, it's like beer goggles for your ears. Right.
1: <laughs> oh man! After the t- kind of drinking I've done today well, and, and yesterday, weekend, really. really, really, it's it's been a celebratory weekend, and you know, I think that's that's a good thing. It's a good excuse. You've done
0: it. a lot of work to stimulate the local adult beverage economy. I appreciate right. that as someone who lives in Maryland. I appreciate the work you've done to like uplift the the you know the economic the small business status. And in, in, I think in Maryland. that's
1: fair. I think everything that I've, I've drank has been from a local source so there you go i'm doing my part while my part
0: while prepping so the nice thing about this whole tour of adult (laughs) beverage locations is is um the little doggy bags have been brought back to the (laughs) studio so while we were prepping we had something called fairy fang yes which is a canned cocktail from 10th ward which was very delicious and i want it for brunch every sunday
1: and it's, there's a, a catch. You have to become a member of the 10th Ward Distillery, a member of their club, in order to have access to their special flavors every month. And we were there, you know, sort of on the cusp between October and November, which was an extra enticement because... Fairy Fang was left over from October. I think it was like their Halloween thing. So
0: you had to join their club to buy their leftovers. Right. I don't think that's true. I don't true. know, but I, then okay. we got the
1: Bloody Maryland as well, which I'm yeah. excited to try for all November. Right. So we'll see what's in store. You can, you can cancel it anytime Sure, it's but just there's no reason you... to do that because their canned <laughs> cocktails are
0: really delicious. And because we split that one, in fact, <laughs> three ways, <laughs> and it was just a little cocktail, we've already moved on to what normally would be our backup beer. And this is festive as all get out. It's called... Hoppy Heifer, India Pale <laughs> Ale from the Silly Yak Beer Company in Damascus, Maryland. And I'm enjoying it.
1: Yeah, Silly Yak is a, sort of a, a two-sided facility. On one side, you have the Silly Yak beer, and on the other... Silly Yak? That sounded no, like that's Silly Yak. Right no, <laughs> no, 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 that's a right? No, no, no. that's a health issue. No. Silly Yak okay. beer. I get to enunciate. And then on the Peace. other side, they have the Two Chimneys Cidery, which also had some lovely cider. And then in the back, they have... Um, I think it's two sisters. They have axe throwing. We did not do that. It always goes so well without alcohol. I yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna move on for right. next. Um, anything else to pr- to like to, to tell us before we move on? Or, I don't are you
1: good? think so. Just please know that I've been pregaming for the past forty eight hours, so um my notes might be sparse and my energy might be exuberant. And um yeah, it's birthday weekend, folks.
0: And I will be accepting your thoughts and prayers. <laughs> starting right this second. Patty is
1: steering this ship
0: today. Okay. Absolutely. All right. A big old rudder. <laughs> okay. I don't appreciate you talking about my rudder that way. <laughs> All right. On today's show, we've got our World Series wrap-up. We've got now what? With the hot stove schedule, who's staying, who's going, who's on the road again. We've got the award season kickoff with the Players' Choice Awards, and we've got international baseball. Cheers.
1: Cheers. That was patty waving that silly pause yak around if you check
0: our instagram feed we should stick with hoppy heifer because oh, even right. though that's ridiculous to say it does not sound like a medical condition
1: well and then i'm just noticing it's gluten-free look it is so it's a health
0: food really <laughs> so it,
1: it's good for celiacs oh jesus <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I wonder if that's a thing. It might be.
0: It <gasps> I, might I be wonder s- if it... we just deconstructed the whole like marketing Ciliac thing. Silly Yak
1: beer. There's probably a pamphlet that explains to us that they're You didn't bring the free. pamphlet, you just
0: brought the beer. I, I did. Well, if you had to choose, I, I think you selected wisely.
1: Right. Oh boy. Wow. So definitely, if you have any gluten intolerance, go visit Silly Yak Brewery in Damascus, Maryland. But right now, we're going to go back to baseball, uh, World Series is over. And and I am sad. And actually,
0: Mr. I had seven games for sure. I thought, my god, seven games. How could it not be seven games?
1: So we left Friday night, and Mr. Potty Mouth was counting on our Friday night activity was going to be watching game six of the World Series. And then there wasn't one. He was like, oh, well, we got to figure something out. And we found some music at 10th Ward. So yay, 10th Ward. But that was, you know, we expected. I really thought it was going to go at least six, if not seven. So I'm sad.
0: Yeah, more baseball is always better. I'm happy-ish. Mm. I mean, the the team that I would prefer, based on our very weird pros and cons <laughs> list, see last week's episode for that. I was going for the Rangers, only twenty percent because of the whole you know Washington Capitals relationship there, um, but. <laughs> I, I'm okay. i okay. I'm fine.
1: Yeah. Actually, I mean, I'm fine with it, too. I was excited about the D-backs just because they were young and scrappy, And but, you know, then read read above the whole scab situation. Uh, go back to prior episodes for a clear explanation of that. But there's plenty to celebrate with the Rangers, and I, you know, and I said I think last week that there's the pitching I couldn't root against, especially Nate Ivaldi. Amazing to see him so dominant in the postseason, and oh my god, that game five where he pitched out of How many runners
0: are based like every inning. And then he kept getting into trouble, which is a problem, but he also kept getting out of trouble, which is that that's a veteran for you.
1: Yeah. And so this is at the point where I was enjoying being not a fan of that team at that moment. Because as a as a baseball lover, it was so fun to watch. But if you were like a diehard Rangers fan, that's like heart attack material right there. Like that's that's super dangerous. The The guy that I had picked on the Rangers, Nathaniel Lowe, and, and actually maybe I'm jumping ahead now because I'm going to the, the parade. Do it. So just a flash at the parade. Do it. And that happened fast. Do they always do them that fast? It seemed I've like I've only boom. had one that I've gone right. to, so.
0: Did, I don't even remember. That one that, that, that was seven was that games, been? so I think they had a couple. Of, they had to travel. Okay. And they had to travel right. farther than just, you know, across the state. So I – it seemed like it was
1: like we had a little bit moment to prep like people to come into town for yeah, maybe they were
0: weirdly prepping all along. Yeah
1: and, and everybody yeah Texas they're all there so my guy that I had picked and we, we talk about baseball boyfriends you're going to hear a lot more about baseball boyfriends in the weeks to come when we pick new ones but these are the guys that we picked in the off season one guy per team per each of us and I had picked Nathaniel Lowe for the Rangers and I've been talking a lot about why I still stick by that like he just seems like a really good guy. He rode out the parade in the back of his pickup truck with his dog. So maybe that was like the dog section, which I thought was super cute. That was the first headline that I saw about him. But then the next one, and this is like, Total, you know why he should be my baseball boyfriend. He caught a beer from a van, so like shout out to the fan who threw him a beer. That is a good thing to do at a parade, as long as you're doing it safely and you're no risk. I know you're you're making a face like somebody's going to get hit hit by a beer coming
0: and getting hit by in the head by a beer. Concussion concussion protocol. You
1: got to do it safely, right? You make eye contact. I'm throwing right. you a beer now. Are <laughs> right. you willing to accept this beer? That I right. consent, consent, verbal consent. And and honestly, you're you're throwing it at a baseball player. They should, especially a first baseman, should be able to catch a beer if
0: they know to watch for the play.
1: Right. Sure. Right. Right. Luckily, so he got the he got the call. He he watched for the play. He caught the beer. He chugged the beer, and then he took off his shirt. That's a very reasonable order of events for a baseball boyfriend of my choosing. I think for a World Series parade, I'm going to stick with it.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, okay. So Corey Seager, who... Hero. At, the more I watched him, the more I thought he would be a great guard at Buckingham Palace. Like that <laughs> that guy that all the kids try to make laugh because oh. he was stoic. Yeah. In the celebrations, there were the smiles, okay? Like he could relax. But boy, when he was at work, there, he was at work. He <laughs> had the mic drop moment at the parade. Yeah. If you, you may or may not remember that Alex Bregman, when the Astros won the AL West, he said in their locker room, you know, um, everyone's wondering what would happen if the Strohs didn't win, you know, the division, yeah. you know, I guess i will never know. So Corey Seager, of course, gets up there and says, you know, everyone was wondering what would happen if the Rangers didn't win the World Series. I guess they'll never know, which was kind of fun. And part of the reason that was a dig back is because when the Astros media folks posted that video of Bregman, they made a point of saying, we celebrate titles because the previous night, the Rangers... solidified they were going to be in the postseason and they mm-hmm. celebrated that they made the postseason. Everybody did that, right? Right. But the next night, it was when the Astros, you know, learned oh. that they actually had the they title of it. the division. They're like, well, neener, neener. Like, who cares? Yeah. Well, you know. Suck it, I think, is kind of what Corey (laughs) Seager was saying there. But in a family-friendly way, I believe he's sort of a family-friendly guy. Uh, Corey Seager is the World Series MVP for the second time. This time in the five games, he had three home runs, six RBI. He was also the 2020 World Series MVP in that shortened season with the Dodgers. So I believe in the past he's kind of referred to this as like the, the full season kind of real one the last mm-hmm. one was a championship of what they played but it wasn't a full season and so everything is different about that
1: and he's the first now, i didn't write down any of these stats so this is just off my very addled brain right now i'm i'm like 99 sure that he's the first guy who's done that in each league like one with the national league and one with the american there league.
0: are three other players who have won it twice but right. i cannot remember
1: yeah, I think he and Reggie Jackson are the only two of the four, and I don't remember the other two, who won it with two different teams. Oh. And he's the only one who won one in each league. So, you know, scratch out a page for the history books for Corey sure. Seager.
0: So also, um, Bruce Bochy, the, oh my God, one, of the fun, one of the fun, like, ironies, not ironies, coincidences, mm-hmm. I guess, of of him bringing the Rangers to their World Series is he ended their 52-year drought wow when he won with the giants when he brought the giants to their world series <laughs> wow. he ended their 50 really year drought which is crazy pants wow. our west coast correspondent deborah did say hey you know that guardians are looking for a new manager maybe yeah. they can bring bocci over and they can um he can end that drought too which i would be all for in the absence of terry francona mm. um I'm not sorry about missing that parade, although the whole the, the beer shirtless situation, the mm. dog, those mm-hmm. things I would have been okay with, but apparently there was a whole lot of creed. So yeah. that would have made that less impressive for me. But... World Series is over, man. Yeah,
1: you know, you know what else there was supposed to be in the parade. So Austin Hedges was your pick from I don't remember what team. He's also the fuck yeah boy. Yeah. Oh, right. So he's he provided so much entertainment in the dugout. Like it just there were so many close ups on his expressions, and he was on Chris Rose's podcast or video. I don't know what the fuck it is. It's like a YouTube and audio thing, Um, and. He promised that if they won the World Series that he would wear assless chaps and a cowboy hat on the parade. And Chris Rhodes like made him agree to Rose made him agree to that. And I don't think he did, otherwise I would have seen pictures. It may be that he did
0: until he was thrown in jail.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess you can't really. Or get he remained seated,
0: right? Because again, family show.
1: He must have been subtle about it. I yeah. don't know. I mean, because you know, keeping a bet and like, or keeping a promise. There was one um, guy who did not keep his promise. So Chris Russo, Mad Dog Russo, who we last discussed when Joey Votto was all pissed off at him for basic for saying um, that he was going to be in the very good Hall of Fame instead yeah. of the the great, um, not honoring you know his his years with the Reds, which we'll talk about in a minute. But he also said that if the D-backs won the NLCS, that, that uh, I said that right, right, with the initials in the right order, NLCS, yeah, nice work. Uh, that that he would retire. And they did, and he did not. Oh, so, on fire. Yeah. Assless yeah. So player. and yeah, and and uh, Tori Lavulo is called called him out on that because the guy's an asshole. Like I don't know why people like pay attention to him, but you know, he's one of those shock jock kind of attitudes and fuck it, he should he should retire.
0: I'm I'm all for that. No. I'm no. all for that. Um other people with um, maybe bad takes? All
1: right, so we have these baseball boyfriends once upon a except for we can keep one guy from year to year. And so that's the once and forever boyfriend until they're not. And so my first once and forever boyfriend until he wasn't was Mookie Betts, who I, you know, adored when he was on the Red Sox, when he moved over with the Dodgers. I, you know, did, I don't I can't blame him for it. He got a great deal. It, it, I mean, they traded him and then he got a great deal. can't can't blame him. However, I just felt I just couldn't keep him as a baseball boyfriend. I've been. um Super interested in what he's been doing lately with his podcast. He's a really cool dude. I love seeing his family stuff. However, he made a very poor comment recently about Trevor Bauer's recent, um, you know, communication that he is no longer being sued because there was a settlement. So he said in an interview with the L.A. Times, which was about other stuff. So this like, kind of Mookie got said. Yeah. Mookie okay. Betts said. Thank you. Mookie Betts said. In this interview, which started off not being about this, but somehow got around to Trevor Bauer. And he said that he, basically he thinks it would be good for the Dodgers to sign Bauer for next year, which Rookie, is something that you said would like nobody would think nobody of. would think that. Right. So the quotation that I put in here is, my experience with Bauer is not anything remotely close to what everyone else's experience is. I don't know what the fuck that means. He said, I love him. All right. You're a great guy. I think he's an awesome guy. And there's like zero in here about why he thinks he's an awesome guy. But this part, the personal things, I have no control. I have no say. Obviously, nothing ever came from it. He's an awesome pitcher. He's a great guy. Somebody wants to take the mound every fifth day. But at the end of the day, I don't make the decision. Thank God. That's a decision not as simple as baseball. The
0: thank God is not part of the quote. Right. That's an (laughs) editorial comment by Potty Mouth, which I agree with 100%.
1: So it's crazy. And it just shows like how media warps things or lack of media. I don't know, social media, because the nothing ever came from it. Is is so much bullshit. So, you know, basically, for anybody who's been under a rock, there were serious uh, domestic domestic violence, sexual harassment, it's beyond harassment, violence, Abuse. violence, Abuse. abuse, that's the word. Um, by Trevor Bauer against specifically one young woman and then a couple others also came out and tr- criminal charges could not be brought and that's only because there wasn't enough evidence that's not the same as saying that somebody isn't innocent it's saying that they weren't able to bring cr- criminal charges then he sued his accuser which is a very rough position for the accuser to be in against somebody with you know huge pockets and able to bankroll this and she sued back and then he sued back and now they finally came to this settlement. And the woman's like you had said a few weeks ago, her her name is out there and she's standing by her word. So this is not at all, at all, at all the same thing as saying that he is not responsible for these actions. As a matter of fact, you know, the MLB record number of suspensions and they didn't do that for nothing. And
0: they haven't undone the suspensions yeah. either. I mean, MLB found enough to have this giant, the biggest suspension ever under the domestic violence policy so there's something there yeah. there's just not a criminal charge that was you know that, that went to trial
1: yeah so really mookie like that you guys am, did mm. if, if you're a little bitter about not making it to the world series which he has been expressing and so i think that's a little bit behind it like oh we could have been better had we just been you know getting the our our bang for the buck that they've been spending but damn it it's not okay it's, just it's not okay. okay so i've moved on
0: we're going to move on because the day after the World Series, all of baseball pretty much moved on hey. to the hot stove. So in a second, I'm going to give you the overall schedule for when things are allowed to happen in the off season. But first, something that's not really hot stove related but end of season related is a baseball boyfriend of mine, Nelson Cruz, has reti- retired after 19 seasons. Wow. He talked about possibly retiring earlier, but he is known for his philanthropy. Yeah. And he stayed in baseball to bring in more big dollars that he can then spend on his community to make it a better place. He's a seven-time All-Star, four-time Silver Slugger. He's retiring with 464 home runs. He was the Roberto Clemente Award winner in 2021. He's talking about his Dominican Republic winter ball season mm-hmm. as his farewell tour.
1: Yeah. And we talked about that a couple yeah. weeks last week, we so something like
0: folks, that. Yeah. So people have a chance to kind of like, you know, wish him yeah. well, uh, you know, over, over winter ball. He has taken a lot of young players, especially Dominican players, under his wing yeah. and taught them about responsibility to your home, to yeah. your community, in addition to, hey, here's how, you know, coaching them on hitting for sure. But also, here's how to be a good man. Here's how to be a good citizen, and here's how to be good to the place that raised you. Aww. So we're gonna miss him, but I, he's his, um, his reputation, his example, his the role model of Nelson Cruz is gonna yeah. persist, and hopefully, all of these young men that he has mentored over the years will take that mantle on. Yep, yep. All right, hot stove. We call it the hot stove. We don't call it the hot stove. It's called the hot <laughs> stove because once we're cooling our heels because the baseball season is over, we got to warm our hands over the hot stove uh, over the winter when there are any games to watch. And so we're going to talk about baseball. So what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about trades. We're talking about free agents. We're going to talk about new business of baseball, people moving from team to team, all kinds of things. There's actually kind of a specific schedule for this. The day after the World Series is over... Again, it was five games. Ended on Wednesday. So on Thursday, all those guys who were eligible for free agency became free agents. It doesn't matter if they were a member of that World Series team. That next day, they were unemployed. Wow. Right? They they became free agents. Now, every team gets this five-day grace period starting the day after the World Series. So it's going to end on Monday. We're recording on Sunday. You'll hear this on Tuesday. So tomorrow for us, yesterday for you. That's going to happen. Timey-wimey. That's the deadline. Though teams have a chance to negotiate with the guys from their team mm-hmm. who are becoming free agents before they are on the open market, right? So they can make those deals happen. One of the things that they are that they can do is extend a qualifying offer. I haven't seen the exact figure, but there's a there's a very specific formula to create the dollar value of a qualifying offer for a one year contract. It's said to be over $20 million. It was like $19.6 million last year for a one-year contract. Okay. So if a team chooses to make a qualifying offer to one of their players who has just become a free agent, they've got to do that by Monday, by 5 o'clock. And then the player has until the following week, Tuesday at 4 o'clock, to either accept or decline that offer. If they accept that offer, they stay with that team for that very specific amount of mm-hmm. money for one more year. If they decline that offer, the team that they're leaving gets a compensatory draft choice. They get an extra draft pick, and the team they're going to loses a draft pick because they already they just got this. They got their pick. They got their. They got their gotcha. pick by getting this player. Trades can begin immediately, and there's one we're going to mention. Uh, there haven't been huh. there hasn't been a lot of trades right now, but we're going to mention that for sure. The other thing that's going on right now is. Um, Contracts. Players who have options coming up to stay to extend their contract for another year. Teams often have an option. Players have an option. Sometimes both have an option to extend. That has to be decided now too. Which is why there's been a lot of news in a very short period of time mm-hmm. about um, about the Reds saying no to you know to Joey Votto and you know yeah. other team uh, and, um, people and players saying no to their team and all of that. That's happening right now in this very short period of time. That needs to get worked out because of either the team or the player. Declines that option, they become a free agent. So they have to get that done in time for like the whole open market. Right. So on Tuesday of this coming week, the general managers' meeting starts in Scottsdale. That goes from Tuesday to Thursday, and that kind of kicks off sort of officially the off season because we know we finished that five-day grace period, right? Initial trade talks are going to start then, there'll be negotiations with player representatives, their agents during these meetings, but also there's business that happens. Like they're going to review all those new rules that went into effect this year. How'd they go? What are we going to continue Mm -hmm. with? Are there other changes we want to make? Are there new rules we want to make? So that kind of business is going to be talked about. We mentioned before that a lot of people were unhappy with how the postseason was designed. Because of you know all like the the length of the postseason, right. how many teams were involved, the length of time that that winning teams had to pause and wait and get a long break right. into that lose, lose their momentum, all that stuff. That's going to get talked about that as well. There's also going to be a discussion about the A's potential move to Vegas because uh, that's you know important um, for all this. Next week we're going to talk about some more deadlines that also happen in November about Rule Five protection and non tender deadlines that can wait. The next big deal are going to be the winter meetings in Nashville, the beginning of December. That's where more action Ooh. happens. So things that get initiated at the general manager level sometimes get closed okay. at that winter meeting. So that's when we're more likely to hear final decisions on some things. That's also when there's the draft lottery happens. Remember with the more recent CBA, it's not the last place team getting the first draft pick anymore, right? All the teams that didn't make the postseason are in a lottery. Yeah. And they they draw for who gets, who drafts in what order. So that's going to happen. And the rule five draft will happen. We'll talk much more about that much later. No need for that right now.
1: Well, I'm very fond of one of those teams that didn't make the postseason. So I'm going to be hoping that the Red Sox get super lucky with their new president of baseball ops in charge, and they pick something fun. Um. Yeah, I just wanted to mention a little bit more about Joey Votto because I feel just he was one of my original baseball boyfriend picks from the Reds, and he's a once and forever Red. And actually, I saw his Instagram today, and it was super emotional. It was yeah. him sitting down and saying thank you to the fans. So what happened was that the Reds declined their option. They had a club option to keep him on, and their post was. Very well crafted by somebody who's, who's very good with social media and knows how to spin it.
0: And it's, I've been thinking about it for a while because oh, you, yeah. you know this is it wasn't a flash decision.
1: Right, right. Like you're saying, like, that day they had to yeah. they let it go, but they know that this is what was going to happen. The, the part of the statement, and we'll link to the whole thing, The the part that caught my attention was when they said, we cannot commit to the playing time that Joey deserves. Yeah. So that's... You know, a way of saying, I, I think about that with, with how uh, the, the curriculum's been changed for my English language learners. And like, it's become really, really shitty. And their excuse is, well, we can't deny them access to the regular curicu- curriculum. So we can't, we can't commit to wow. what we do. Like saying, you know, basically saying that they deserve better. And that's what they're saying about Joey Votto.
0: But sort of, it's also like an easy way out, right? It's- they have a lot of young up and comers mm-hmm. who need playing time. And what are they going to do with these guys? Right. Are they going to stash them in AAA when they are yeah. major league quality? So I think that's what they have to weigh. Yeah. And Joey Votto's had, you know, decades. Right. And they could have him on the bench and pull him in once in a while. But, you know, if he, if that's all they're going to do.
1: Right. Well, then there's the question of what does he want, right? It
0: sounds like he wants to play for another year. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's going to be hard to pick him up for a year. I don't know. He's 40. Right. And he's well, good, but And he's he
1: also wants... I mean, his his, uh, goodbye sort of, you know, to the Reds fandom was talking about how um, important Cincinnati has been to him and how much he loves the city. And that's what really got me about it, because he talked about being sort of a big city guy from Toronto, which is a big city compared to Cincinnati, and just really sort of falling in love with what Cincinnati was and really appreciating how the fans were so faithful to him you know, and, and continue to be so. And to the point where it's really hard to imagine him playing for another team. I'm
0: wondering if the Reds have offered him some front office or coaching or something, right. some you know, advisory positions to keep him around, and he has turned it down for now? Or it's, what, there's been no noise about that right. that I've seen? It's a really good question. And he didn't say anything about
1: retirement. So yeah, he's a free agent. So he, he was with the Reds, just to, to summarize his career, 17 seasons. Six-time All-Star, he was the NL MVP in 2010, 2011 Gold Glob, 2010 NL Hank Aaron Award, his lifetime uh, average, 294, 2,135 hits, so keep that filed away for your immaculate grid, Uh, (laughs) 356 home runs and 1,144 RBIs. So... No matter what happens to Joey Votto next year, I think, you know, In fuck Mad Dog Russo, I think this is Hall of Fame caliber, despite the market, you know, and, and power to that market for giving him so much and for creating that kind of relationship with a player. Sigh. Cheers, Joey Votto. Sigh. Cheer. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, we I'm have so out. little
0: to cheer Joey I'm, Votto with. That's
1: I'm, <laughs> I'm out, but that's probably a good thing. Don't speak for yourself. I,
0: I haven't been drinking all day.
1: Yeah, I could. I have a vocabulary word for a you, friend. Oh, please do.
0: I'm looking at predictions for who are going to be the hot free agents to watch. Oh my god! And it, when providing the details about each individual, the Athletic said, "Okay, we're going to when we say their age, it's going to be their seasonal age, <laughs> and that is the age they are on June 30th of a particular baseball oh, season. Wow. So I'm talking about players for the forthcoming okay. season. It's going to be how old they are." On June thirtieth, so my current age ends in a nine, but my seasonal age for the next baseball season will end in a zero. There we go. I'm just putting that out there. The list of last year's hot free agents was crazy because it was jam packed with really good shortstops, huh. right? And there's yeah. a lot of oh my god, who's going to get them? Who's going to get them? Well, if you get right. this, then who's this year? It's weird. <laughs> it's weird. So we've everyone's been talking about Shohei Itani, right? He's the number one. A free agent. He's going to get the most money. He's going to—he's just except for, miraculous. He, except he right? can't
1: play. <laughs> and
0: people don't care. <laughs> right. His wins above replacement are astronomical, both as a pitcher and as a batter. Yeah. He is a generational talent. He just won the player's choice, American League Player, Player of the Year. He's probably going to win the AL MVP. Right. There's really no competition for that. He's absolutely number one. The person who is second only to Shohei Otani for their wins above replacement for batting is Cody Bellinger. Wow. Remember the year before, Cody Bellinger was bad. He was bad. And this year, well, he got the comeback player of the year for the National League and also had remarkable numbers. He declined his option with the Cubs because, see, remarkable numbers above. And he's going to get bank. Yeah. Cody Bellinger is like number two on this. He's going to get bank. Then we've got a whole bunch of pitchers, right? Aaron wow. Nola. Oh, we've got two That's guys that normal. aren't even playing in the MLB yet. Yeah, they're not playing in uh, with a, for a major league baseball team right now. Uh, Yamamoto is currently playing in Japan with outstanding numbers. Everyone yeah. assumes he's coming to MLB next year, but he's not playing here now. Uh, Sonny Gray, Jordan Montgomery, Blake Snell, Eduardo Rodriguez oh. just opted out of right. his contract with the Tigers. He had three years left and $49 million left on the table because he believes he's going to get more as a free agent.
1: I'm hoping that the Red Sox go back to him, you know, thinking about their their old relationship because he, remember, he turned down the Dodgers in mid-season last year. So he has limited teams that he's willing to go to. And That's I thought that he was settling with Detroit, but apparently not. So maybe, maybe, I don't know.
0: So we went all the way from number two to number nine before we get to another position player, (laughs) right? And that's Matt Chapman. And then number 10, help me with pronunciation if you have it from the the Korean League, is uh, Lee Young-woo. I have no idea. Another pitcher. So again, two guys coming from other international leagues, a whole bunch of pitchers, Cody Bellinger and Matt Chapman. Wow, isn't that the fascinating? Yeah. Here's what's happened so far. Not everything has happened in the hostel, but things that either involve boyfriends or are interesting to me personally, because I made the list. Okay. <laughs> All right. We talked about Joey Vado. Um, he gets a seven million dollar payout. So when you de- decline an option, there's usually a okay, you're not going to do the whole thing. We're going to give you some thank you and goodbye money. All right. For well, Joey, at seven at million. Least he He's not that. hurting. Okay. He may be hurting in his heart, but his his <laughs> bank account is not hurting. Tim Anderson, the White Sox declined. Him. And I don't think it was Ooh. because of down goes Anderson, down goes Anderson. But it might be he had a $14 million option and the White Sox said, no, thank you, enjoy free agency. He got a million dollar buyout. Pretty good. I think he also didn't have a stellar year. He did not. He did not have a stellar year and lost the fist fight. Yeah. Justin Turner declined the option with Boston. Right. He gets a $6.7 million payout, is now a free agent.
1: I'm hoping that they're going to hang on to him because that is, he, he needs more years, right? And he had a, he had a stellar year this past year. So I, I'm hoping that this isn't a district against Boston, but just sort of a play to get yeah. more from
0: them, hopefully. Uh, Marcus Stroman said no thank you to the Cubs. Whit Merrifield and the Blue Jays both declined. So the team option and the player option were both declined. So he leaves with like a $500,000 payout, becomes Hmm. a free agent. And the only trade that's really made news so far, remember, trades could start happening again. There was a halt between the trade deadline and the end of the World Series. But the day after the World Series, you can do it. Your former boyfriend, Marcana, who was picked up by the Brewers at the trade deadline. Now it's a short rental. He was already traded to Detroit for a minor league pitcher. So a lot, a lot, a lot is happening already. As soon as Monday is over, then we'll see if there are some free agency deals ready to be signed or if they're just going to start cooking. Wow. But yeah, but we'll know a lot more after Monday for sure. But I'm sure there'll be more news between here and there about... um, Options, and um, contract extensions, things like that.
1: All right, I'm trying. Like I'm trying to make immaculate grid files in my brain as you're talking. Like Mark Conha, this is A's Mets, Milwaukee, Detroit. Right, I've got to like yep. remember these when I open the grid in the morning.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like for players like Joey Votto, it's just it's stats.
1: Yeah. And actually, we I got to use him. Yeah. Was it yesterday? There was like a one team they they came up with that new category which I usually go with a rookie because that's sort of easy. But you yeah. know has been with only one team. Oh, I didn't. And I didn't and didn't they do that had that ah. yesterday with the Reds and Joey Votto. That worked. was an easy one. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, there aren't a lot of those. Um, can I do a little side trip? Sure. I was going to say this for the end, but I am currently reading Wait Till Next Year by Doris Kearns Goodwin, which is about it's a memoir about growing up in Rockville Center in Long Island in the 50s. Basically, when the whole neighborhood was sort of divided between Brooklyn Dodgers fans and Hmm. Yankee fans and New York Giants fans. And that was her through line. It wasn't only about baseball. Like most things are, that was like the through line that she attached other things to. But for years of her life, she talked about the very same players being on the dodgers and that isn't the case anymore you cannot count on that like there are five or six players that you can count on every single year to see again and again and again for a series of like five years so i thought that was kind of interesting times are changing hey minor league lawsuit we've talked about these lawsuits before there were two brought to the state level in new york they were kind of combined for this purpose And on a related note, there was one that was appealed to the Supreme Court. All of these were just settled, kind of all at one time. So the Norwich Sea Unicorns of Connecticut and the Tri-City Valley Cats, which I have been to several times because they're just outside of Albany, were two teams that were cut when MLB cut Uh. 40 teams. Um, The Tri-City Valley Cats are now in Indy League. That's where... um, Oh uh, shoot! What is it, Rook? Uh, Rook? Uh, shoot! Just forgot his name. The the pitcher, the the Vandy boy who went to um, who who was hurt and then everyone. God, I can't I believe get... I just blocked that out. You're the one who's been drinking, and I can't think yeah, of his name. Sure. Anyway, anyway, they're an indie pitcher. league team instead of being part of a, a a major league franchise, minor league team. So they brought a lawsuit to them. the state level. Was about. MLB sort of screwed with us as far as um, they interfered with how like they were incentivizing some teams to drop out and like there was like shady business going on for
1: how to cut it down. The yeah. bigger
0: deal was about the antitrust exemption. Yeah. It was like they had no right to do this. They should have been the, the franchises should have been competing for these oh. minor league teams. And the hope was if this got up to the Supreme Court, this would be a way to get that baseball's antitrust exemption, which has been there since 1922, to be heard by the Supreme Court. So all of these were settled in one fell swoop this past week, which means that's not going to happen when the Supreme Court's not going to hear yeah. you know a case is going to bring this and one of the things I read said, Yeah, so Major League Baseball apparently paid a lot of money mm-hmm. in the settlement to protect their right to make a lot of money. Right. Via the antitrust exemption.
1: And that's how settlements, you know, generally favor somebody with more
0: money. Period. Absolutely. Yep. Period. Yep. <laughs> and the details are confidential still. Right. So we don't know who okay. pays what to who.
1: Right. And that's how they keep control, friends. Oh, well. All right. So now that we uh, can't watch MLB anymore uh, for for just a short amount of time, you know, relatively. Uh, I'm going to start checking in on our international baseball a little bit more. And first, I'm going to check in with a league that is also almost over, which it is <laughs> the CPBL, Chinese Professional Baseball League, that I'm forever indebted to for having baseball when nobody else was during the dark days of the pandemic. And I feel very guilty because the team that I became a, you know, once and forever fan for, the, the Lions, the Unilions, in that time had actually made it to the playoffs because they had won the first half of the season. And the way the CPBL works is it's a, it's a half season system. So there's a champion for the first half, there's a champion for the second half. And in this case, what happened was the, the Lions had a worse record so they had a playoff situation so they had a worse record than the the team that the won the second half this it's you know this is way too much com- explaining for me after this much alcohol but there was a playoff level where the lions had an advantage because they had won the first half so they had a one game advantage against the monkeys and they blew their advantage and lost that first part of the series which would be like semifinals and so now the monkeys are playing the dragons <sighs> All right, I think I got there. Did that make sense? Was that like... Coherent? Oh, I'm sorry. I was
0: listening. No. <laughs> <All> right <laughs> right no, now. No, I did, but I also sort of understand this already because you've explained it to me all before. Right. So I, I don't know. Phew. Because, yeah. right, so
1: the sad part is that my, my lions are now out and the dra- dragons are playing the monkeys, which could be over, actually, by the time you hear this. Um, the first game winner which was the Dragons, apparently has a 86.67 probability of winning the Taiwan series. I think that was You're thanks to CPBL right stats. No, there's actually CPBL stats out there who flexes math for me so that I don't have to. <laughs> so follow him on Instagram. So that means that, you know, really the Dragons have probably won by the time. So but the exciting thing is now there's six teams. So in 2020 when I started paying attention to CPBL there were only four teams. Dragon was number 5 and this year the Hawks joined as number 6. So, you know, you there it's probably over by the time you hear this. So in the, just, you know, get ready for baseball bre- breakfast baseball huh, in the future. But what you can watch is baseball in venezuela and in the dominican republic even easier so for venezuela the liga venezolana de baseball Profesional, they started playing on october 21st and you can get them through an easy subscription to baseball play which is like 20 something bucks and I'm sure there's going to be a link in the show notes if I got it together. But I'm very excited because the, the team that I picked many moons again, Cardinales de Lara, are in first place in the first, what, week and a half? You know, that's that's going to stick, I'm sure. They are 9-3. and three. Um, uh, for folks who are former or current Nats or Cleveland fans, a former Nat Cleveland player, and actually he also was a Philly in Detroit at, for, for a while, but we know him from when I picked him, I guess when he was on Cleveland, and we saw him when he was here with the Nationals. Cesar Hernandez, second baseman, is currently playing with the Leones de Caracas, and he is hot. He has hit four home runs since the season, season started on October 21st, which is like, you know, not that long ago. So if you want to watch more baseball, you can check in on Venezuela. You can also check in on the DR, which is a little bit more affordable because it's with your MLB TV if you got that. They started just a couple days before Venezuela, uh, October 19th. And your former baseball boyfriend from uh, 2019 White Sox is currently playing with the Aguilas de Licey, No, Aguilas Sibaneas. <laughs> The Lice, Tigres de Lice, actually just had a fun first pitch with Ellie de la Cruz. Nice. Who is still, you know, technically one of their reserves, but I'm sure is not going to be playing. Um, I'm forever, you know, faithful to my Leonos de la Escogido and a couple of uh, friendly faces on there. Fran Mil Reyes is, and actually, huh. I, I, he, I think, got a home run today. I don't know, a key hit. I just saw that the, the headline flashing by, but also Pedro Severino is on the Leones. So got to root for the Leones. So that's what's happening with with LIDAM. That's my international update for right now. Definitely send in your questions and comments and suggestions and I'll try to keep you up to
0: date. And please remember when people say, hey, there's no baseball until right. February, say, ah, there is.
1: There's plenty. There's
0: plenty. You just right. gotta know where to look. And, and Potty Mouth will make sure that you know exactly where to look. It's the shiny time <laughs> in the postseason. It's award season. Oh. And all
1: that glitters is not gold. All that
0: glitters is sometimes platinum, yeah. even, as a matter of fact. But boy, does award season get stretched out just a little bit. This week, we had the MLBPA Players Choice Awards. That's the Players' Union. That's awesome. So it is players voting for their own, which, you know, the other awards may have bigger names, but this is meaningful because this is, you know, your yeah. peers voting for you. Ronald Acuna Jr. was voted the player, the Outstanding Player of the Year. Yeah, no shit. Right? He, ha- he recorded the first 40-70 season in Major League Baseball history. He was, of course, also the, their NL Outstanding Player of the Year. And, of course, Shohei Otani was the American League Player of the Year. No surprise to anyone, the Players' Choice Rookie Awards are exactly what we anticipate for the the Rookie of the Year Awards later on. Gunner Henderson for the American League and Corbin Carroll for the National League. Yeah. I saw the video congratulating Gunner with a bunch of players talking about uh-huh. him, which was really sweet. It opens with him sitting down in a seat at Camden Yards saying, I've never sat up here
1: wow. before. But
0: Corbin Carroll is one of the people they interview. And it was really sweet because he was complimenting him and then saying, I'm looking forward to many more battles in the future. Which That's was great so because, cool. you know, they're, they're getting pitted against each other yeah. because, you know, they are they are the two best rookies. So that was pretty cool. That's exciting. They also have the Marvin Miller Man of the Year Award, mm. which is presented to the player each year whose leadership, I'm quoting here, whose leadership most inspires others to higher levels of achievement. And that goes to one of my former boyfriends, Marcus Simeon. Uh. Um, I mentioned before that um, that Cody Bellinger got Comeback Player of the Year, and he got sort of the traditional Comeback Player of the Year. You know, he'd he been MVP, yeah. then he had some bad, bad season, <laughs> and then outstanding this year. The other comeback player of the year is Liam Hendricks because oh. Liam Hendricks came back from non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. It's huge. Ironically, the oh White Sox God. declined his option, but you know what? This is not it, it's not terrible. He's, is it really? It's, it's really. It's, it's really. It looks yucky. I, I think it's okay. It does. It, the optics are not great until right. you read more into it, which is this. He's recovering from Tommy John oh, He's not going to play until the end of next season. Right. So they're like, okay, why are we paying for? We don't okay. have. He's getting a fifteen million dollar payout, right. <laughs> which is going to be over a ten year period. It's only a million and a half a year. Okay. For the next ten years, but you know what? I think I could budget my way through that and yeah. somehow, you know, live in a style that I would like to be accustomed to. He's going to be okay, and then he's going to get picked up by somebody once he's recovered from Tommy John's. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Okay, The Roberto Clemente Award you probably saw, because it was awarded during the World Series. It went to Aaron Judge. This is for both on-field excellence and service to the community. It's sort of like one of the Baseball Boyfriend Awards. And your former baseball boyfriend, you picked Aaron Judge. He is. And I looked into, he has his foundation in California, which is where he's from. It's called the All Rise Foundation. So I spent some time looking into what they do, and I'm really impressed. They do micro grants to community organizations in the counties where he grew up. Not like we're going to fix all this. Like yeah. we're going to fund the people who are trying to fix all this. Wow. What they're looking—they have, they have many grants for community organizations about youth leadership, citizenship, health and well-being. They, they, of course, they do baseball right. camps, but not not everything's in the context of baseball. They pay for students to go to pre-existing leadership conferences. Let's get kids to things that are, are going to be good for them that already That's exist. Awesome. So he's, it seems like they're doing value added in a lot of ways. They're giving that extra boost to make things that are already out there that are a little bit helpful, yeah. much more helpful. They had a summer book club. Uh-oh. And I looked at these and they picked out a couple of books for, for various grade levels. And you read the book, mm-hmm. you send in a book report. Oh, that's and so good. And then you get a certificate. Like, your school gets oh. certificates, which get awarded to you, to you like at the you know at the beginning of the school year, that are signed by Aaron Judge. And I looked at these books, and I know some of these books. They're good. Quality. They're good. They're not just, you know, cutesy little baseball things. Yeah. They are about race. They're about economy. They're about a lot of things. They're about character in kind of broad, inclusive ways. Okay. And I was a... I, I was surprised and really pleased. So I'm going to link to the All Rise Foundation for you to take a look at that. I think that was pretty cool.
1: That's that's really reassuring to hear because it's such a hard decision to make if you look at all the nominees for the Clemente Award and everybody just sounds so deserving. And I saw a little bit of a discussion, I guess, about Miggy Cabrera having been nominated shit, I didn't write it down, 10 or 11 times, a lot and this being his last year Mm -hmm. and him not getting it. Mm -hmm. And so there's some bad feelings around that. And he's done a lot of good work over the year, both domestically and back in Venezuela. So it's just a hard choice. Like they're all doing good stuff. So it's good to know that there's so much good behind Aaron Judge's choice because that that was a big one. Uh, So as far as awards go, Tonight, we are recording, as Patty said, on Sunday night. You will know who were the Gold Glove winners. We do not yet. But I just want to give us a little bit of, of credit for having picked a bunch of guys who ended up being finalists as our current baseball boyfriends. Now, if we were to go over our all-time baseball boyfriends, that would be like half the list because we've been at this for a while. But this year, Nathaniel Lau, forementioned shirt remover, beer chugger, also good with the gloves. So so, you, so he could catch he the beer. Catch, as long so, as he knows
0: to look for right.
1: it. <laughs> he could catch the beer. Uh, Stephen Kwan, my, my Guardians guy, Julio Rodriguez my Mariners guy, and Alejandro Kirk, my Toronto guy from this year, all received happy nods. And from the Patty side of the table, Adley Rutschman, you might have heard that name. You know, it's amazing that I'm saying that name for the first time on today's show because, like, that's a name that comes up a lot, sure. usually not on this end of the table. But, hey, Adley Rutschman, also good with the glove. Michael Harris II from Atlanta, good with the glove. And Hassan Kim has – was uh, – is – Nominated twice, both for second base and as a utility player.
0: Yeah, utility's new. Um, I think that's recent. I don't know if that was just this year or if that was last year. But I'm glad they they did that because that that covers a lot more players who are flexible in their positions as well as good with the glove. And we appreciate flexibility. So we can't wait to see, you know. If if our picks are are the winners, yeah,
1: yeah, you guys know the more that more than we do. Maybe our guys made it, maybe not. But we love them either way because they were our 20 2023 20, 20, baseball boyfriends. We're like closing Woo. the season and we're gonna be moving on because we we can't wait up. We gotta move on.
0: We sure do. We sure do. So the the big awards are going to be in like two weeks,
1: right? Yeah. So, okay. I have the list here. November 9th is Silver Slugger. So that's soon. That's in just a few days. Uh, November 13th is Rookie of the Year, and we uh, that's not going to be a shocker. The 14th is Manager of the Year. That'll be interesting. Actually, I'm really looking forward to seeing who got Manager. 15 is Cy Young, and 16 is the big MVP. And at that point, we will go back to our way back predictions that we made up in April and see how we did. Yikes. right Yikes.
0: Yikes. Right. Hey, uh, what are you doing this week? Um, recovering from your hangover. I am
1: recovering. Yeah, I don't know. Shit, I haven't like looked ahead that much. I don't know what's going on this. I week. mean, do you have
0: any more like birthday celebrations? Go well, are you good, Mister
1: okay. Mister Mouth's birthday is in a week and a half, so that's the, the I'm going to talk about that next next yeah. week. A little bit of downtime okay. this week. I'm I'm looking forward and plowing ahead to Thanksgiving break. I'm very excited about wow. that. Wow. So yeah, no, just a little bit of a downtime week. How about you?
0: So um, I have book club this week, and uh, in fact, the um, the Wait Till Next Year book that I referenced earlier, the Doris Kearns Goodwin book, okay. I'm reading for book club. Nice. I'm so excited. Half of the members of book club follow baseball to some extent the other half do not but we're all Doris Kearns Goodwin nice um, fans and also the other folks are also sports fans in other ways so I think that the way baseball is talked about is something that can be um, people who understand or have have it our fans of yeah. other sports who buy into other sports who are dedicated to other teams will get it and it's not just about that so i'm excited i can't cool. wait to see what they have to say about it so i already want to recommend doris kern's gonna wait till next year and then i got some more baseball books lined up that i'm going to start reading because you know it's the off season yep. yep yep my books are lined up too right on top of my night table they just keep growing well if you ever knock any of them out and want to talk about them on the show i would love to hear about what you're reading and see if i want to move any of those to my list for for coming weeks for sure if you have some ideas of what you're you want to read in the off season if you want to talk about who you think should be getting these awards instead of who's actually <laughs> getting the awards, if you found mistakes or wish perhaps that our international relations expert was more on the ball <laughs> this week, and not just talking about baseball, what the heck is yeah. that? Please find us on social media.
1: We really enjoy re- hearing from you. Corrections are welcome. You can you can find us on that X twitter thing, NCIB Podcast. Facebook and Instagram are No Crying and be ball You can write us the old-fashioned way at Podcast at gmail.com. Or you can throw some money at us on Patreon uh, like our new friend Ricky Bud. Thank you so much, Ricky, for joining our Patreon family. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com. Slash mm, shit, I always fuck this up. No cry, no crying in No crying in No crying And b-ball. No crying and, b-ball. <laughs> and, um, and just you know, a little bit of change every month. Let us know what you would like to hear from us in exchange, and and we would love to have more people in our Patreon family and keep this thing afloat. We are hanging on there.
0: Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Again, we just want to make ends meet. Yep. We're good budgeters. We can do this. Yeah, we're getting back. Heck yeah, this does not pay for beer. I promise. No, it does not pay for beer. <laughs> it does not. Get your booster shots. Plan it wisely, because you might get knocked out for. A day. But oh, it's shit. worth it. I'm yeah. just saying. Send your game balls to Meredith. Fight the man. It's the right thing to do. And until next week, say goodnight, birthday girl. <laughs> Good night, birthday girl, potty mouth.
1: That's probably something I shouldn't fuck
0: around with when my, when my, um, what do you call it? Judgment isn't. When you're impaired. Yeah. Yeah. That one.